You're listening to episode 139 on Getting Real About the Struggles of Anxiety and Depression with special guest Catherine Comas. So glad you're listening today. We have a special episode coming up, but before we get into it, you know I got to tell you about my new book. Better Than Ever is available for pre-order today anywhere books are sold. Y'all, it's coming out in just a few weeks. You know, I really do believe this book is going to inspire you, you're going to be encouraged, and it's going to give you practical ways to make every day better than ever. Today's episode is a special one because I have my niece, Catherine Comas, on the podcast with me. Now, Catherine is an amazing person. She's creative, she's artistic, talented, and y'all, the list goes on and on and on. And yet, with all of her strengths and talents, Catherine has had her share of struggles. The truth is, she is still in the process of getting better. And I asked Catherine if she would come on the show today and share her story and how she is working to get through it. It's so good, y'all. Our prayer is that her story and her struggles will bring hope and life to all who listen. Let's jump on in to the conversation. A little bit of my story is that, that we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> is that, you know, I've struggled with a lot of mental health issues and... That struggle started when I was young. I think the first time I remember something feeling off is around nine or 10, um, just feeling like I couldn't be as happy as everyone else. And that was confusing to me. Hmm. And I remember whenever I was setting my passwords for some website, some kid game website that I was on, I had learned about the power of declaration in church. Mm-hmm. And so I set my password to happy, one, two, three, to remind myself to be happy. And that was just doing all that I need to do Uh at that time. Just not knowing why I couldn't be happy, wanting to be, Mm -hmm. believing that God would help me. And got a little messier as I got older. That depression, which is is what I would call it now, depression, turned into more anxiety. I was also an anxious child. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm also just sensitive. That's the way God made me. Right. And sensitivity can be such a gift. Mm -hmm. I just think we don't live in a world that is sensitive to sensitive people. Right. And so it can be a little bit harder. I think we all struggle in different ways. And there are hard components of all of our gifts. Mm -hmm. And sensitivity is a gift. And it can also be a challenge. Yeah. So yeah. true. That's so good. Let me let me take you back to something you yeah. said. You said now you would call it depression. What you didn't recognize it at the time right. as, as a younger child. So what kind of were you feeling? Yeah, I was just feeling whenever I was noticing people around me feeling happy and being present in the moment, I was experiencing almost like a flatness. Like mm. I just would hit hit a roof internally and it was like I couldn't really feel the joy that it seemed like everyone else was feeling. I felt like I was isolated like I was experiencing something experiencing something else than everyone else was experiencing um and mentally I wasn't present Mm -hmm. I was kind of more anxious and and wondering and even having that narrative of why am I not Right. Feeling happy. I yeah. think even that itself can be a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me just um, give you a little background. Catherine comes from an amazing family yeah. and a wonderful mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Her mom happens to be my sister, Lisa. <laughs> and 
um, you know, a great home, a loving yeah. home, uh, going to church, loving God. And I say that because, you know, this can happen to anybody. It's Absolutely. not the people that are out there doing wrong things. You know, it's it can happen to anybody. Wouldn't you agree with that? 100%. Yeah. I think you're, you're so right on that. And I think that's a big stigma that something big had to have happened to you in order to mm-hmm. struggle with these things. And while that's often true, I think we all have some... T- type of trauma, whether it's a big T trauma or little T trauma, Mm -hmm. we all go through things, but you're so right. We can love God and serve him. I spent most of my time at church when I was younger. It was my second home, just Mm -hmm. like being a pastor's kid, you know, um, I had great leaders in my life, some great friends, but still I really struggled with these things. Yeah, Mm, man. I love what you said to me right before we started this broadcast broadcast, you said everything doesn't happen for a reason. Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yes. I think that's something we hear a lot. You know, you'll get through this. Everything happens for a reason. And biblically, that's actually not true. You know, I actually went to, I went to college, um, to study the Bible. And that was such a gift to me to spend those four years being able to study the Bible. And one of the things that I really came out of those four years with was this understanding of, you know, we live in a fallen world Mm -hmm. and that's why things happen. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that God did not ordain to happen. He allows things to happen. That is very true. And I think that's a lot of where the tension that we live in is, Mm -hmm. but he did not directly cause these very painful things to happen to us. God gave me this gift of sensitivity and the enemy came in and try and tried to thwart that we live in a realm that is ruled by the enemy right we are god's children so these things affect us we do have authority over them i think we're all living in the tension of that every day but everything doesn't happen for a reason you know a part of my story is that when i was about 12 13 i developed an eating disorder mm-hmm. god did not give me quote unquote an eating disorder right. and i don't believe that that happened for a reason. Sometimes people would tell me that growing up, you know, on my healing journey, well, everything happens for a reason. You're going to be able to touch so many lives with this. And I felt like, then I'm just a pawn. I'm a Mm. pawn in this big thing and I don't want to do it. (laughs) Tag me out. (laughs) Lord, choose someone else. Um, Because this just feels unfair. Right. And I think whenever I got rid of that idea that everything happens for a reason, and saw the truth in scripture that actually God did not send these things. He did not ordain this. And he's actually moved with compassion and anger towards my situation to help me. Right. That's when I could partner with him in healing. That's when I began so to trust him and feel like, okay, he's my ally in this. Mm-hmm. He's a safe person for me in yeah. this. He did not send this to inflict, like to cause me pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we over spiritual spiritualize things. Absolutely. (laughs) This is just real life. This is the real world and this is real struggles. And Catherine, what would you say that the process has been like, you know, so many times people want to pray it right away, but would you agree that you, there's a process that you have to go through and grow through? Absolutely. And I'll say right at the beginning, I think all of our processes look different. Yeah. Um, sometimes people can get plugged into a church, find a support group, and through just discipleship, a lot of their issues will be resolved. Yeah. Um, for me, that wasn't the case. It's been a long journey, like I mentioned at the beginning. When I was 
14 to 15 that looked like actually going to a residential treatment center called Mercy Ministries mm-hmm. um, that looked like getting intensive counseling and support for medication. And there was a time after I came home from that treatment center whenever I decided that wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. And I kind of went full stop and um, I might have think- done things differently now. But as I've gotten older, I remember getting to a point when I was 17, 18 and my mom just said, Catherine, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. Something's not working. And I was going to church at the time. I was plugged into a group. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, very, very connected to the Lord. And so at that time, she said she encouraged me to go talk to someone and get on some medication because I knew that that helped me. Yeah. And sometimes it is as simple as this is a chemical imbalance in yeah, our brain. And right. we have to get support for that. Just like someone would get, you know, support if they're blood sugar wasn't yeah. right. Like diabetes, they would right. take their insulin every day. I have to take my medicine every day. Right. Um, yeah. And even the past few years, it's looked, it's looked different for me continuing mm-hmm. to go back to therapy, digging into new things, mm-hmm. um, and continuing to continuing to process. Yeah. I love that you say that again, we don't want to over spiritualize. We yeah. believe God for help, help us through this. Yeah. You know, if, if if they need to get on medication, let them get on medication. If you're listening to this and that's what the doctor is prescribing, then do it and trust God that eventually you'll get through that. Yeah. Trust the process. What would you say um, to someone listening right now that maybe has the eating disorder, maybe has the depression, they don't see a way out, they maybe get through it and then they fall back into it. What, what could you say to them right now? Absolutely. I think the first thing that I would say if you are kind of just feeling overwhelmed and isolated by those things, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn, is there is help. And in the notes for the show, we can definitely link some of those resources. And I just, I want you to know that it's nothing to be ashamed about. We are human. God made us as human. Um, Psalms 103 says, God remembers our frame. He remembers that we are made out of dust. And I think in that there is so much relief that it is okay to struggle. Yeah. And it's almost, it would be more odd if we didn't struggle yeah, in this right. life. There are so many things going on. It makes so much sense why we face the things we do. And there is help for you. Mm-hmm. I know not every environment is safe to talk about those struggles in, but I would encourage you to find a local church, to find a local nonprofit or just one trusted friend who maybe you don't just share everything with, but you just say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this, and I think it's something I need support on. That's so good. Tell me this, Catherine. Sometimes it seems like God is silent. Yeah. And you're praying, and, you know, you're not exact. You know God's there, Mm -hmm. but you don't hear Him. How have the people around you um, been kind of that voice of faith, help, and healing to you? Absolutely. I think there were times when I thought God has completely deserted me. You know, sometimes I can still think that. Mm -hmm. And when it gets dark, I'm just like, what is going on, Lord? But throughout, throughout my journey, there always seems to have been someone who was almost that voice on behalf of the Lord. And it's not like they were saying, thus saith the Lord, but they were planting these seeds in my life and encouraging me and leading me towards the things that I value and leading me towards the person that God created me to be. And I think looking back, I can see how, how, um, those people really were 
speaking on behalf of the yeah, Lord, and right. they kept me close to the Lord. I remember even someone telling me um, when I was about 15, I was questioning my faith and just being like, God isn't real. If he is, he's left me. Mm-hmm. I, I, How can I even believe this? And she told me so kindly. She says, Catherine, I trust the Lord enough that even if you walk away, he'll come find you. Mm, it's so good. And that's always stuck with me. Just yeah. the fact that it, in that moment, it felt like she had enough faith for me. Yeah, so good. And I think that's so important to have people yeah. around us who, when we feel like we can't have faith, when we feel like we can't have hope, they hold faith. Yeah. They hold that hope for us. Yeah. And and they walk right alongside us. I, I wouldn't be here without the people who have walked alongside of wow. me. Um, and I think that can be such a great prayer to pray. Mm-hmm. Just, Lord, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. confused. I feel hopeless. Can you bring people alongside of me that will support me in this healing journey? That's so good. And I believe he will. Yeah. Well, let's flip that script just a little bit. And you're listening and maybe you're all these things that we've talked about. Yeah. Tell tell the people some red flags of who not to surround yourself with. Mm, that's so good. You know, I think that's that old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. I think that's true in a lot of senses in mm-hmm. both healthy ways and unhealthy ways. Yeah. I know throughout my time of healing, I have been in therapy. I've been in therapy groups and it's really easy to become attached to these people who are struggling in the same ways. Mm-hmm. And I think we can have relationships with all sorts of people. It's important to have a variety of friends, but I think the red flags to look for are, hmm, do I feel like a better person? Do I mm-hmm. feel like you got your podcast is called better. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is this person making me better? Yeah. Do I walk away feeling both loved and supported and accepted mm-hmm. and challenged yeah. towards becoming a better, my better self. And, um, I think that fact is true in my healthiest relationships mm-hmm. and the opposite is true in those unhealthy relationships of, man, I never imagined myself being this person or doing this thing Mm -hmm. or moving towards this thing, which I really don't value. Um, I think that can be so important to identify your values, maybe just listing five values. You know, for me, it's authenticity, empathy, faith, um, creativity, and relationships. That's good. And whenever I feel myself moving away, away from those values, I can kind of a lot of the times clearly look at a situation in my life or a relationship and say, am I moving towards or against? Yeah. And I think, I I think those red flags are when you're, you're moving against and you can identify that. I love that. I love identifying what your goals are and setting yourself up for success. And that way, when you know, this isn't one of my goals, red flag, I'm I'm moving away from this area. Um, Catherine, tell me this. How have you persevered with God even when you have not yet seen an instant miracle. Again, if you're listening, it's still a process. Yeah. She's going through it. But I'm telling you what, y'all, she is shining as she goes through it. You, mm-hmm. We don't know what you experience on the inside, but on the outside and, and just your creativity. I mean, I mean, you can hear her. She is just a, an amazing speaker. And um, But how, how, you know, the deep inward parts and, you know, we see, I see what you look like, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, but... How have you persevered when you haven't gotten that instant miracle? 
first thing I'll say is it's been hard. <laughs> it has been hard at times. And before one of the hardest seasons that I walked through was about a period of two years. That was the hardest of my life. I had the opportunity to minister. And the thing I ministered about was the miracle of perseverance. Mm-hmm. And I had That's no so idea of what I was about to walk through. But the Lord had just spoke to me about, you know, when Jesus was in the garden, suffering immensely before he went to the cross, he said, you know, Lord, let your will be done, not mine. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, the Lord's will was for him to persevere. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord, the scripture says that God sent ministering angels to strengthen Jesus. And that was the miracle. The miracle was that Jesus was able able to persevere through suffering. And through that, he brought us salvation. Mm -hmm. And so in our lives, and in Noah, Am I saying that, you know, persevering through my suffering has <laughs> brought anything like like that? But yeah. <laughs> I just think it shows that we don't need to run from suffering. Mm-hmm. And so in those moments of suffering, the Lord has really taught me to, to be still, mm-hmm. to stop asking, can you rescue me from this? Mm-hmm. And my prayer has more become, thank you for joining me in this because he always will. The scripture says he will never leave or forsake us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so powerful. Um, There's a scripture, Psalms 84, 6, and the Lord used this during those two years. And it says, even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep Mm -hmm. to find pleasant pools where others find only pain. Wow, that's great. So powerful. And I just think there are times when God wants to use this these sufferings that we go through. Mm-hmm. And it's really not always an instant miracle. And we can discourage ourselves pretty badly yeah. if we are hoping for these. We can continue to have faith. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Right. Um, I am always open to God's will. I always pray, Lord, I thank you that you are doing whatever you want to in my life. Yeah. Regardless of if that's healing from these mental health issues on this side of heaven or not. Like I trust you with that. You're a good father Mm -hmm. in the midst of suffering. I think God has taught me instead of trying to get out of it, focusing on what I'm learning through it. Yeah. And that is such a powerful mindset shift. Yeah. If you can kind of step back from your suffering and don't get me wrong, it's so hard when you're in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. but in the middle of those really dark nights, just being like, it feels like things are going to end. And you know, I've dealt with suicidality. I've dealt with, really being in that moment of, Lord, I feel like I cannot take another step. Yeah. And almost just asking for that perspective of, okay, I feel this way. And God, where are you? What are you doing in me? Mm-hmm. What have you taught me through this up to this point? Yeah. And in those moments, even still, when I sometimes feel like I can't do this anymore, the Lord will bring me back to He's he's always been with me. Yeah. I can lean on that. He's taught me he will never leave me. Yeah. So when I don't understand what is going on, when my life feels crazy, when circumstances aren't going the way I planned, I have you know what I'm talking yeah. about. When you walked with the Lord, yeah. and I I'm young and I'm uh-huh. thankful to know this and mm-hmm. it's really only through suffering that I've learned this and uh-huh. I think it's one of the things that God teaches us through suffering, but right. he will never leave Mm -hmm. and if we give it to him he will always redeem it yeah and i think redeeming it looks like a lot of things sometimes redeeming it just looks like personal growth Mm -hmm. and looking more like christ Mm -hmm. um i think that's scriptural i think there's a lot of times in the bible where you know suffering leads to more biblical character it produces endurance and perseverance i think 
the book of James talks about that. But and and I can say that, and please don't hear me disconnect that from the emotion of it. I know it is so hard and so painful. Mm -hmm. And if you're in that moment, I would just say, ask the Lord to come sit with you, to show you what He's doing in your life, to to show you where he is in the midst of it. And I think, I think in those moments, he will, he will remind you now or later that he won't waste any of it. Mm, That's so good. Yes. That's powerful. If you just started listening, this is my niece, Catherine Comas, sharing her story. And I love it, Catherine. (laughs) So often, and I had to learn this instead of praying, God changed my circumstances. I kind of now say, God changed me. Yep. There's a work in me, you know, David said, created me a clean heart, but, yes. you know, just do your work. And it's, yeah. it's not that you're sinning and bad most of the time. It's just, God, what am I, what am I learning through this? Help yeah. me grow stronger. And, um, I, I, this has been so powerful. I want to say, if you want to reach out to Catherine, where can they find you? You can find me. The best way to find me is on Instagram at Catherine Comis, um, that is my username, at Catherine Comis. Yes, yeah. C-O-M-E-S. So, uh, Catherine, before we end, would you please pray for people just however you feel to pray? There's a scripture that talks about those who have been comforted can now comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's been such a gift that the Lord has given me through my healing journey. If you are scared to walk through your healing journey, I completely understand that. And let me tell you, it is so worth it, not only for yourself, but for the way that you'll be able to touch people's lives right. through that. So good. Um, and you don't have to be perfect. I'm yeah. still in the middle of it, right. and God still uses us. I think we're all a work in progress. Yes, we yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to pray. So, Father, I thank you for every person who is listening. God, I thank you that you know every experience, every heartache, every dark season that every individual has walked through, Lord, and you are moved with compassion towards them. Lord, I pray that in this moment, they would feel your comfort, your comforting arms wrapped around them. Holy Spirit, your strengthening presence with them. Father, I pray for peace of mind. I pray for the people who are experiencing suicidal thoughts, Lord, that you would bring peace to that storm that feels so lonely and so overwhelming, God, and that you would bring the right people to come alongside of them. God, I pray that if they are in unsafe environments, either emotionally, physically, whatever that may be, God, that you would give them um, harbors of safety, Lord, to go to, to find peace, to find stillness and encouragement, um, because I know that is so important. And Father, I thank you that most of all that these are your beloved children and that that through whatever they're walking through, they would sense your love, God, that you have not left them, you have not forsaken them, but that they are deeply loved, they are deeply cared for by you, and you really do care about what happens in their life. I thank you for who you are, God, and I thank you for this time that we've had together. And I thank you for this podcast and all you are doing through it and that you are making us better day by day, step by step, breath by breath as we walk with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.